This is Nayetta. Hi, this is Tiffany. And you're listening to The Help Show. Welcome back, folks, and thank you for tuning in for our second series, The Year of the Arts. Our 12th episode in the month of December, we discuss drama, dance, and theater arts. We will explore how these mediums can be a form of therapy and how they have developed into creative forms of treatment. Does it matter if life has drama? Did you know, according to broadwayleague.com, in the 2017-2018 season, Broadway shows welcomed 13.8 million admissions and a record 2.1 million admissions were made by children and teens. Also, according to broadwayleague.com, 66% of the audience were female. Also, did you know, according to dramatherapy.org, drama therapy aims to promote positive behavior and changes, improve the interpersonal relationship skills, and also improve overall quality of life. Today's podcast music is produced by Davian Abney Music. To get your very own custom beats, email him at davianabneymusic at gmail.com. That's D-A-V-I-O-N-A-B-N-E-Y-M-U-S-I-C at gmail.com. So, Tiffany, yes, it's December. It is December. And 2019 is around the corner. It is. We're not there yet, though. I, so I roll. And, and I, hey, hey, hey. got time. There's still time. I know Christmas hasn't even got here yet for us, but when our audience hears this, they'll be in between Christmas and New Year's. I know. And you'll so, be like freaking them out. So, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And Happy Kwanzaa and Happy Hanukkah yeah. and all the other wonderful winter holidays. Yeah. So, this month we're talking about drama and dance. So, we wanted to take a trip down memory lane and think about how drama, dance, and all of that fun stuff was in our childhood. Because, you know, Christmas time is all about pageants and the Nutcracker. Yeah. You know, you get to see the babies in their red and see yeah. Jingle Bells. And the green, too. And the green. Yeah. Tiffany has green on, too. I'm always With red nails. It's my favorite color. So I wear a lot of green and I have sparkly holiday nails. Because I'm that person that watches tons and tons of Christmas movies at Christmas time. I don't. I don't. Yes. (laughs) I tell her about my weekly movie (laughs) once a week and, you know, give a nice synopsis and try to tell, like, when are they going to fall in love? It's so great. But, so, I started acting at, like, two or three years old in church pageants. The story my family always tells me is, you were so cute when you were two, you were a little angel outfit, and you said you're like, I'll be your Christmas angel. And they all do it like that with the baby. With the hands out, arms out, and just like. fingers. So I was a little dramatic, <laughs> little kid. Uh, you know, always in plays at church and at school. And then I ended up like learning how to write plays, hmm. and, like do sets. So I did that in like elementary and then once I got to middle high school I knew the commitment it took so I just became like a theater nerd and just like love to watch plays and stuff like that but if you know that was another life another version of Tiffany as an actress but uh, I use a lot of acting in my therapy and yeah. plays so, yeah. and I'm, I'm dramatic so yeah yes, she is. so what about you Nayana how does drama dance all that kind of stuff play a role in your like childhood and stuff I had to really think about that like um as a kid we watched a lot of musicals mm-hmm. and so it was it's actually five of us mm-hmm. and so as a kid um my sister Patty my sister April and Jamie my parents actually um had a band for us so I played the drums wait wait hold on so you had a Jackson 5 type situation kind of yeah <laughs> 
Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we watched a lot of musicals, in my, um, and then I saw I played the piano. Mm-hmm. And so, drama, um, drums, piano, and then Patty sang. April, she sang as well. And so, I can put it in that realm of things. Like, you, like, you done performing. I've done performing. Acting. Yeah. Like, like the whole like, broad, like a, 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 like I said, a musical where there's dance and, and no, acting. No, you know, we, we, I didn't do that. We all, I did pageants. We did pageants. I was a pageant kid. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister, Ape Patty, was a pageant kid. And so was um, April. So smiling and being pretty. Yes, waving my hands. Hi. Yes. You know, when I grew up, I want to be, you know. So, okay, but then you, you do know yeah. about the arts, and, you know, mm-hmm. it sounds like it's something that you did to enjoy and to, you know, get some emotions out. It's, yeah, to be creative. I'm, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big artsy person. I'm never, like, you know, you writing drama and plays. I, I never did anything in that perspective, mm-hmm. but as far as, like, it's being, like, you know, in talent shows, I, I did that. Yeah, and so yeah, you've been on stage. Yeah, I've been on stage, I, and I like the stage. It's very scary, but I, I think, in my opinion, I think every child should really try a stage because it helps you get over your stage fright. Really well, does. not necessarily, but the, the number one fear from my research and just you know studying in school and working with kids, like stage fright is like the number one fear across the board. Like most definitely, because being judged is like the number one thing that most people are afraid of. Most definitely. So. Like, people that don't have stage fright, like me, are the weirdos. And everybody else is normal. <laughs> but even, like, you know, actors that are out there, like, they are, they all talk about those, those nerves. And that anxiety is actually a good thing. Yeah, I think it, so, too. It, it, push, it motivates you to, to do the scary thing. It's the fight or flight, but, like, direct it towards something that's, like, not murder. So, right. It's cool. <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah, yeah you, need to, you need to fight. Like, get on that stage and, and play that play that role and speak that speech. Or... So, what plays did you... Did you see that you enjoyed as a kid? So many. I remember, like, my mom taking me in the summer, like, the summer reading program. Like, when the children's theater in Dallas, they always had great plays. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, I did plays, like, for Black History Month at church or, like, at school. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess, and then, of course, musicals, like, in movies. Mm-hmm. I watched a lot of those. Okay. I was watching Rent at, like, 10. I'm like, I don't even know. I didn't get most of the themes until, like, a few years later. <laughs> The songs were great, so it was all. I mean, the music is what drew me in, and then I started like looking at the acting and uh-huh. just how the people made the characters come alive. And then, you know, when I moved to New York for a few years, I mean, that was the best thing because I always I wanted to was. visit Broadway. Yeah. So I got to see like the Raising of the Sun with Denzel Washington as, um, as the main character. I got to see Wicked and oh. um, something rotten. I mean, there's a lot. Maybe about. Seven or eight, because I every time they had tickets, I'm like, I'm going, yeah, I'm going. I don't care how cold it is. Oh, I saw Cinderella with uh, Kiki uh, Palmer oh, and Cinderella, good. And, and Sherry Shepard was in that. It was, mm. a re- and we got really great seats. My girlfriend came up with mm-hmm. her daughter, okay. and she and we watched it uh, with her and my my classmate, and it was great. Just <laughs> being that close, it's like, okay, so I can see, I can see her mic. Here. Oh my goodness, sweat beads. Yeah. <laughs> that booker house. <laughs> The little girl kind of noticed that, but she was really, really sweet. We saw them after the show. So yeah, I'm kind of a, a theater nerd. I, I will admit it. You'll hear this in our, our interviews as well, just how mm. I kind of geek out about it, just because it was something as an ADHD child that 
I didn't get in trouble for being big. Right. You know, doing arts and, and drama. It right. was like, okay, good. Yeah, I can talk and I can remember and I can move around and nobody can tell me that. Sit down and stop talking. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, stand up and say things. Yes. That's what I want to do. <laughs> so yeah. So this is a. This show's been really close to my heart, and I believe in, we were really lucky. But we did have a special treat before. Before we get to that, Nayeta, plays that you liked? Um, oh, I like uh, um, The Sound of Music was absolutely my favorite. Um, the King and I. Yeah, that's what, oh, I love King. Um, I like Grease. Oh, yeah. I actually saw a play um, in, uh, maybe four years ago, a good friend of mine named Jackson, and we went, I wasn't in the mood for it, so I think I fell asleep. <laughs> but, <laughs> you don't remember but, what it was? It was Grease, but it was like who was actually playing in, you know. I mean, after seeing it on, in the movie, it's it, kind of hard to watch it on stage unless yeah, they're very yeah. And it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it was a little bit, I was a little disappointed. I, oh, it, man. it was at the Fair Park, I remember that much. Um, what else play out that I liked a lot? Little Shop of Horror. Yeah. I liked, uh, what was another one that would, that, that, I, that really. Oh, did you, uh, did you see, uh, we talked about this maybe before. What? Uh, Color Purple, have you ever seen I that? Saw the, yeah, 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 so that's the one we've actually both seen. Yeah, I actually saw the color purple here, last, I believe, last year to go see it. Mm-hmm. So it was really, um, really great. Um, I saw, I've been, last year I saw a couple plays. So I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm as much of a geek detail as Tiffany, but I do really, really like the play. I do love, I do love drama. Um, I do love musicals. After grew up on them. Absolutely, absolutely love those plays. But yeah, The Sound of Music was my favorite. Oh my goodness. I would have never guessed that. For real? Oh my God. It was absolutely my favorite. I love the songs in there, but yeah, I, I don't. I you check might. out. Oh, <laughs> you, you say you check? Oh, she said she checked. But out. I love her song. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So we did have one special treat before we got into our interview. So we're gonna do some dramatic reading of some very very short quotes <clears throat> from some of our favorite plays. It was very difficult to choose because <laughs> yeah, obviously we're kind of like excited about this. So <clears throat> we will have a dramatic reading. From the little shop of horrors. Okay, this. Oh, mm, 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 mm. what's my favorite line? Okay. No, you changing your mind. No, I'm still doing little shop. No. Or, no. What? You're on stage right now. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You I'm gotta on. Say your line. Okay, I got. I gotta say my line. She's changing her mind, people. No, I'm not changing my mind. You are. You're scrolling. I'm scrolling, She's but I'm trying to another scene. No, I am not. So tell me you weren't ready. I would not have put you on stage. She put me on stage. Don't boo me. I'm director too. I can't find what I, okay, I'll just do this line. Oh, this is not my favorite line. The one I want to say is one about poor. Why don't you go first and then I go second? Well, my line is from the Broadway musical Wicked. It's one of my favorites. It's got some of the greatest singing. Uh, Defying Gravity is like the big song from there. It's very short. I don't cause commotions, I am one. See? Okay. So that line is from Elphaba, AKA the Wicked Witch of the West. And you know, she embraces her bad persona even though she's really not a bad guy. Okay. All right, are you ready? Yes, I am. <clears throat> take two, even though there's no takes in theater. Okay. <laughs> you mean you still like me even if I was poor again? You mean you still like me even if I w- wasn't famous? Really? <laughs> I can't see. That 
was Nayeta playing Seymour. <laughs> Even though that's the one she picked, guys. Yes, I was scrolling. She scrolled again to make sure. I'm to sorry. make sure. I changed my mind. But, you know, she just wants to be brave before. All right. <laughs> so, we're going to get into our interview. Yes, I'm so excited. So, yeah. our first guest is a dear friend of mine, Michael Moss. He's a drama therapist and therapy researcher. He's currently studying at the University of Melbourne in Australia. We spoke to Michael while he's in New Zealand doing research. So, yeah, he was really far away. <laughs> yes, he <laughs> it was. was amazing. And so, we hope you enjoy the interview. All right. Hi, this is Nayeta. Hi, this is Tiffany. And you're listening to The Hell Show. Welcome back, guys. And we are at show number 12, December, Drama and Dance, Art in Motion. And I'm super excited for our guest today. He's a dear personal friend of mine, colleague, and just all around amazing person, Mr. Michael Moss. Yay! Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Uh, Mike, first of all, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. We have to help show myself and Tiffany. We always, it's called the TTT. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Tiffany came up with that. Yeah, I was, of course, <laughs> making a joke. And she was like, I like something that you would say. Yeah, I love that. Um, but yeah, so Maya is such a gracious person. I just felt like that was the perfect little hashtag for her. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to get started. Uh, and just so you know, Health Show listeners, we are having this call interview internationally. Yes. And Michael will probably add that in his introduction uh, as he talks about his career. So tell us about yourself, your personal and your professional background. Um, well, thank you. Um, first of all, thank you guys for having me on the show. I really, really appreciate it. And I love what you guys are doing and your work is amazing. Um, uh, so a little bit about me. Um, I am, like you said, my name is Michael and I am uh, a PhD student at uh, the U- University of Melbourne in Australia. Um, Tiffany and I go way back to our to our days at, at, at Columbia. Um, uh, but but basically, what I'm doing is um, uh, that's this is my professional side. I, I'm researching um, drama therapy interventions um, in what's called colonized other communities. So communities that have been adversely affected by European colonizations. So that's uh, indigenous people, first uh, nations, people, refugees, migrants, um, Native American, African American, um, Afro-Caribbean, um, anyone who has been um, affected by European colonization. Um, and I have a particular interest in, in, in doing arts-based interventions um, to, to help folks uh, because as brown folks and as people, you know, that have been affected by European colonization, we, we, we definitely respond well to the arts, as you all know. Mm-hmm. Um, Personally, uh, let's see. What, what can I tell you about myself? Um, Talk about I your am... drama life. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> that's what we really connected. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I am originally from a small town in upstate New York called Ithaca, a very liberal, progress- progressive little town. Um, grew up with a very big and loving family there. Um, I. Um, like I said, I'm doing my, my research through the University of Melbourne, but I'm actually in Auckland because my okay. research is primarily focused, uh, Auckland, New Zealand, it, it, I'm primarily focused um, in working with Maori and Pacifica communities. Um, and it's an interesting part of the world to be in. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing. Like uh, Tiffany was saying earlier, it's like living in, you know, a Lord of the Rings movie set. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. um, you know, 
I, I really, I really, I love my work. Um, I uh, miss my family back home, but uh, I get a chance to to engage and talk with some wonderful people here. Um, it's summertime here, so. That's weird. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different moment. I'm still getting, like a winter, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. I'm still getting used to it being, you know, in the 70s and 80s in December. You know, I mean, folks who live down south are used to it, but like. Yeah, <laughs> it just sounds like Houston because Dallas, we get 40 degrees. <laughs> okay, right, thank you right, so much right. for that, Michael. So I'll give the next question to Miss Nayeta. So, Michael, what is your first memory um, of exposure to the arts? Oh, wow. So, um, for me, it's it's has to be connected to my family. Like I grew up in a household that absolutely loved music. Um, like I jokingly tell people that you know I was born in the '80s, but I didn't listen to the '80s music until the '90s because you know my mama had you know all the old albums. You know we listened to uh, gosh like all the all the classic soul and R and B. You know Aretha Franklin, Patti oh. LaBelle, all the Motown crew. Um, you know, and then we had my grandmother who you know had the had the, the the gospel music compared you know with 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 all the all that and then my grandfather was into like big band jazz and all this so music it was like a huge part of my life growing up listening to just all of this amazing music and so that I think was my first real exposure to the arts is just being just immersed in just this just beautiful beautiful music you know black music um so yeah Okay, so fast forward a little bit back into your adult life. How did you get started in drama therapy specifically? Oh, man. So carrying on from music, like I got involved in, like I was always a kid that was just uh, constantly just in in my head, you know, playing, like putting together little skits and little plays and little, you know, um, activities. And so I always sort of had sort of a, a, a connection to theater. And, and eventually I sort of, stumbled upon theater and then eventually you know I got into music musical theater and I sang and I danced and I did all that other kind of stuff mm -hmm. and as I progressed in my you know like schooling and stuff growing up um, I never really knew that there was something out there called drama therapy oh, and so like right out of high school I actually went to culinary school because oh you know I can't be an actor I need to get oh, okay. well, I'll applaud you for that just because just y'all <laughs> This man can, can burn, throw down, whatever <laughs> phrase you have for good cooking. I still miss your mac and cheese, Michael. Like, oh my God. I'm just seeking to mac and cheese. Oh, my cheese is a Dutch oven, and he puts his whole life into it. He brings it back. Resuscitates that life and then gives it to you. Oh my God. Not to cut you off. <laughs> that culinary training you probably had it before, but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. But no, yeah. So I, I went and I did culinary school, but I realized that really wasn't for me. Like you said, I, I knew how to cook before. And so it wasn't really anything new. And so I, I went into, you know, um, I started just taking classes at, you know, community college. And one of my mentors was like, you know, Michael, you have a really strong passion for theater, but like you're also getting into, because I was starting to get into psychology and, and therapeutic, therapeutic sort of um, arenas and just exploring that. It was sort of striking my fancy. And they was like, have you ever heard of drama therapy? Yeah. And I was like, drama, who? You know, <laughs> like, what? You know, and... She was extremely gracious. Her name was Holly Adams. She was extremely gracious. And she said, you know, here's some books. 
you know, here's some information, you should look into it. And I started reading about it and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, like, you know, the lights came on, the, the, like the heavens opened and it was like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, um, and the, it was a wrap, you know, long story short, you know, I hadn't, at that time I didn't have my bachelor's yet. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, and drama therapy is something that you study at the at the at the master's level, and so I was like, well, I'm headed in that direction. And so, you know, long story short, I I went and 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 got my bachelor's, and then I eventually went on to study drama therapy. Um, but I really started getting into uh, drama therapy and, and and working within communities that look like me. Right. Um, because for me, it was vital to, you know, raise in, in a black family, in a black community. It's always about, you know, you go out into the world, but you bring something back to share with your community. Mm-hmm. And what I saw myself being able to do is do this work and, and bring it back to the community. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's... <laughs> so I started getting into that and I started looking and seeing where I could find ways in, in which to work in, in our communities. And um, what I discovered is that I could go further with my work if I, you know, did more research and did right. more study and, and things of that nature. And so that's sort of the direction that I headed in. And that's where I'm at today is, is, is creating tools and, 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 um, and, and ways in which we can work in our community that's backed up by research. That's, that's been tried and true. And you know what I mean? So that right. that validity these. that it needs to, to really be exactly, exactly. Generalized and, and used across, um, you know, different populations. That's awesome. Yeah. Very much so. So you had a great mentor. That's that's a good something yeah. we've heard all over, over the whole year is that a lot of people, especially artists, they 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 find their mentors, their mentors find them a lot in the arts versus mm-hmm. in other careers where you really have to go seeking it out. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I had a great mentor and she's still one of the people that I stay in touch with to this day. And, you know, I, I reach out to her every once in a while just to say hi and whatever. And she, you know, she's, you know, we have our little chats and sometimes I'll try and ask her for advice or something like that. She was like, oh, you don't need my advice no more. She's like, you're doing it. You're doing it. Just keep going. You know? <laughs> so it's, it's really wonderful. It's really wonderful. Mentors are very important. Yeah. Okay. So with you being in the, the field of, you know, with, um, with the art therapy, with drama, then slash um, therapy, how is drama both similar and different from traditional therapy? Um, great question. So when we look at drama therapy, um, there are various sort of intersections, both drama therapy and what's called, you know, talk therapy, both engage uh, a person um, in a way that is uh, suitable for them um, to, to, to work through the issues that they're, they're working through. Now, talk therapy is normally just, you know, having conversations and, and working through it with talk, but with drama, it's more interactive. It's more uh, experiential. You know, you are up on your feet, you're moving around, you're doing activities. You know, drama therapy utilizes theater techniques as a form of therapy. So whether that be improvisation, whether that be masks and puppets, whether that be um, learning different kinds of acting techniques, you know, uh, uh, 
being in the play space was called the play space and just playing around with different things. You're, you're bringing yourself to into the play space and through the auspices of play, you're exploring all kinds of different parts of your life. And so it's, it's a, it's, it's a little bit more active than, than regular talk therapy. Yeah. Um, and, and most, in most arts therapies you find, you know, that's, that's the basic, you know, what they are is that using that art medium um, as the form of therapy. So dance and movement will be using dance and movement. Art is, you know, painting, sculpting, you know, collages, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, music is playing instruments, singing, all kinds of different things like that. And so, yeah, so it's, it's about activating instead of um, being static, I think, is what the yeah. main is. And I think it's really effective, uh, just speaking from someone who does generally traditional therapy, but I use a lot of art therapy techniques, is that, like you said, that activation, using you know both sides of that brain, that logic, that creativity, and uh, it kind of creates more of a memory about what you're learning in therapy when you're doing something versus just talking it out, because again, you can just if your therapist talks too long, you can zone out and miss all of that good information. But if you're engaging, then you have a little bit more accountability to that, that information. Right. And there's definitely a lot that you can learn, not only as a, as a participant in like an, an arts therapy, but as a practitioner as well. Mm-hmm. Like someone may be telling you something, yeah. you know, um, but, and, 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 you know, you take it as, as face value, you know, definitely as a, as a practitioner, but if they sit down and they draw you something, if they sit down and they sing you a song, you know, there's so much information that comes yeah from you know that that access um for, of the arts that they may not have been able to 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 speak mm-hmm. um and so you know me being in drama therapy you know someone being able to you know portray a character you know that you know has is, is a total departure from who they present as you know that's that's a wealth of information that i as a practitioner you know um draw upon and utilize to help them move through whatever it is that they're 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 needing assistance with you know it's yes. just it's beautiful. awesome okay so you mentioned your your research with the uh, uh indigenous cultures in in new zealand and in australia can you just give us a little brief overview of um your research that's happening right now? Yeah, sure. So, okay. So uh, I love talking about my PhD. I may be one of the few PhD students that gets really excited about their work. Yes. Yes, Um, Facebook updates make me feel like I'm there. Yeah. I love, I love, I love my work. So basically what I've done is I, um, my research is in, in three parts. So first I did, you know, what's called a systematic literature review to see sort of what research existed in, 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 um, colonized other communities specifically in terms of the arts therapies. Um, and so I looked at broadly at, you know, the arts therapies, you know, art, music, dance, drama, and then I looked specifically at drama therapy. And what I discovered is that a lot of, um, of, these, of these arts therapies aren't really talking about working in these communities or aren't really doing research in these communities. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, you know, it was a little disheartening, but it was also empowering for me as a person who wanted to head in that direction. Yeah. Um, and so the second part of my PhD is that I've created and I'm actually, uh, two days ago, I got the final, um, 
Well, I got part of my ethics approval to Yay. begin the research. Yeah, ethics is really important. Yeah. Um, yeah, got, sorry. <laughs> the things you get so excited about oh. in graduate school, I'll tell you. That is I know, I know. It's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> you get excited about this, the silliest things. Um, but so I created this assessment tool, which I'm going to begin um, to test about. Uh, what it does is it asks people who have a um, who have a, a connection to performance, particularly like drama and performance, and, and in a variety of different ways. And I've created this tool to say, you know, okay, so you have this connection with performance, and, and is that connection with performance a predictor of you being a good fit for a drama therapy um, intervention or strategy, you know, for your for your mental health care? Um, and I'm specifically working with um, people in um, uh, Maori and Pacifica communities, because I'm not sure if you know, but there's a huge amount of connection to the arts in these communities. Um, I'm sure people have seen, you know, groups of people do what's called the haka, you know, um, the Maori people where they, where they do the chant um, before their football games and all kinds of stuff. But there's a huge, rich, diverse culture that, that, that's, that has arts in it. So I'm looking at um, seeing if people who have a, who have a um, you know, predisposition to you know, performance, if that would be a good fit. And so the third part of my PhD is actually doing an intervention strategy where I teach people a specific acting technique and I'm seeing if that acting technique um, is something that helps them uh, uh, in terms of what's called emotion regulation. So being able to regulate your emotions and um, helps lower what's called psychological distress. And so I'm, 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 all of this is in aid of seeing, you know, putting out there that, you know, the arts, particularly drama, is a powerful tool in these communities because they already have a connection to the arts and the arts is how they heal. And so, yeah, so I'm, <laughs> it's a lot of work, but it's, 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 it's a labor of love, you know? Okay, awesome. So I have a little question for you. So people that don't know about Maori, did you say Maori people? And Maori, it's M-A-O-R-I, correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. And you said the Kamaka community or something like that? Or am I pronouncing He was right? saying the, the, the chant that they do. Can you pronounce that again? My, my yeah, it's, it's called, it's called Kapahaka. Kapahaka. Okay. Yeah. So for those that, that are not, that don't even know about the Maori people and those type of chants, can you kind of describe who those people are? Because I don't even know myself. Okay. Yeah, sure. So the Maori people are the the people, the, the, the First Nations people of New Zealand. They're the people who inhabited this land before it was colonized by the white people. Mm. Um, and so the Maori people are also a part of uh, a larger community of peoples in the South Pacific um, who are from the Pacific Islands. So you have all the way as far north as Hawaii, um, which is part of the United States, and then you have, you know, Samoa and Tonga, Fiji, and um, Rarotonga. Um, oh, wait, that's an island. That's not a people. <laughs> um, <laughs> place. New Caledonia, Vanuatu, um, and uh, Tahiti, like all of these people are Pacific Island people. Um, and so, yeah, so that's the group of people that I'm primarily, um, working with in, in my research. Um, oh, wow. And yeah. not to, to minimize the culture, but I guess the, the pop, the American pop culture reference would be 
basically the themes around Milana, like that culture that they're trying to, they've kind of, they kind of amalgamate it and and make it into one thing, but it's that area of the world that they're exploring. Yeah. And and, and that's, that's, that's a good, that's a good way of sort of giving an example. And Mm -hmm. what's interesting about that is that like, I have a lot of friends now, obviously, since I've been living here that are, you know, um, Maori and Pacifica people. And, you know, a lot of them love Moana because it definitely showcases, you know, Pacifica culture. Um, But also a lot of them are kind of like, Oh God, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, Disney doing things with like the Lion King and it's, like all of Africa. Well, Africa is not a country. It's the same kind of sentiment, you know, people. Right. Are kind of so, yeah, they definitely don't want to disrespect that. Right. Yeah. right. Just to have some kind of reference, you know, how long yeah, yeah, yeah. for America to have that? And, uh, <laughs> we'll take yeah. what we can get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so it's it's definitely a um, a nod to the cultures that exist in this part of the world, and it's a very beautiful and rich. And, and engaging um, group of folks that I've been around so far. Like, I cannot speak highly enough of just the lessons I've learned. Um, and the thing that strikes me the most about it is that, you know, there's a lot of similarities to, you know, black and brown folks in America. You know, lots of folks here, you know, go to church, have big families, like to get around some food and, and <laughs> one okay. company, you know, and so, it's, you know, I miss my family, but every once in a while, you know, I have friends, you know, invite me over for some food and it's like, oh God, it's just like being at home. Like look at everybody just smiling, laughing, having a good time. So yeah, it's beautiful. It's been beautiful. So Mikhail, how can practitioners or teachers of the arts incorporate drama therapy techniques um, in their practice? Well, you know, I, I read I read this question and and it's it it always makes me chuckle because what I don't think people realize is that they do already. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, a lot of what you see in sort of educational systems and and practitioners, you know, um, you, you do incorporate the arts. You know, um, like the the easiest example I can give in terms of like education, mm-hmm. you know how like an English class when you had to read Shakespeare, your English teacher would get you get to get up and like perform it and and all that other kind of stuff. Uh-huh. You know. And, Sometimes you have costumes or sometimes you didn't or whatever. You didn't want to do it, you know. <laughs> so, and then if you had one kid in the class, Tiffany, then yeah, I was going to say that. Throw on a British accent and just <laughs> exactly. make your life <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's that. I mean, that that's sort of it's already sort of happening. And yeah. I think or the the what 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 needs to happen is that people need to just realize you know um you know when you have as a practitioner if like you aren't able to you know if, if you're having a difficult time sort of connecting with your client you know sometimes it's about asking them you know what kind of music they like to listen to right. what kind of television shows that they like to watch what kind of books they write to like to read what kind of art you know and have a conversation with them around these these different ways of um, how they identify with those things, you know? Um, And you just would be so surprised at sort of the, the, uh, the, 
the conversations that you would have just by asking, hey, what's your favorite song? Or what kind of music do you listen to right now? Or, you know, hey, what kind of, uh, you know, TV shows do you like to watch? You like scary shows, comedies, you know, what's your favorite show you're watching right now? You know, kind of thing. And just, you know, what is it about those things that, you know, what is it about this music that, you know, really, you know, that you really get into? Or what is it about this television show or watching um, comedies that you really like, you know, and, and engaging with, you know, and just in conversation, you know, it, it really, <laughs> it really is a um amazing thing when you right. see you can see it on their faces for sure as, as someone who works with a lot of adolescents and children you know pop culture what, what they're listening to you kind of yep. get straight to that emotional connection a lot easier especially if they're forced to see you but <laughs> even right. they're not you know if you can have something in common with a client and then even if you can quote or act out anything that they like oh gosh yep. you can just melt the kid so quickly because that's what they're related to. That's yeah, they're like, relatable. okay, you're a real person. Yeah, you're you're not just yeah. another somebody telling me what to do, but you're really here. Right, and it, it really sort of pulls into that, you know, um, that client-practitioner relationship. It strengthens that, and, you know, we all know that that's sort of paramount. Right, that's the foundation. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, last, I guess, um, practical question. So how can actors and performers, dancers, how can they use their talent to help uh, support their mental health or their self-care and, you know, into their regular life? That's their life. Um, How can they use that to um, improve how they feel about themselves and and their just Mm -hmm. overall mental health? Well, you know, I think that as performers, uh, you know, I think that they're tapping into their their craft automatically is sort of a healing thing. But I think that, you know, if if uh, if it if it isn't as um, strong for them in terms of helping their mental health, that I, I feel like maybe they should try, uh, you know, a different um, a, a different modality. So if you're a dancer, you know, pick up a paintbrush. If you're a singer, um, you know, uh, taking acting class, you know, if you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Access different kinds of arts, you know, as a way of, of, of exploring, you know, the other avenues, you know, of your craft. And, and not only that, I think it would, not, I think it would strengthen the craft that they have, mm-hmm. but it also would offer some sort of, some, some insight into, into what they're, what, what it is that's going on for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and find a, find an arts therapist. There are national organizations in America um, and all over the world that will put you in contact with, uh, uh, you know, a, a therapist who does art therapy or music therapy or dance therapy. You know, um, it may be easier if you're in a larger city, but you never know. Like, yeah. uh, you know, drama therapy isn't really big in this part of the world, but since I've been here, I've, I've met, a, a, people have come out of the woodwork. You know what I mean? And have been like, oh my gosh, you're doing this work. Oh my God, it's amazing. I'm a drama therapist. You know, I got my training in America or I got my training in England and I moved to this part of the world. And so, yeah, you just never know what you're going to find, but definitely be willing to explore. Um, Yeah. So that's an excellent suggestion. So keep flexing that creative muscle. And I think, I mean, it helps us as, you know, this is one of our last shows of the year. Um, It really is something that's been we've heard repeatedly from our different guests, our different artists that, you know, they don't, they don't just do this, but maybe they just paint for themselves or they may be, you know, a a musician or a a songwriter, but you know, every once in a while they might want to do some comedy or something different. So that's a great suggestion. And I hope our listeners can 
and take that to account because self-care, you know, is, is so, so important. important. It's so important. Yes, it is. I agree. Yes. Okay. So we're gonna we're getting ready to end this interview, which I'm very sad. But when we hang up, I think I'm gonna call you back and harass you just a little bit. <laughs> I'm good for that, Michael. You don't even know me, but you're gonna really know me because I'm gonna harass you. So, so Tiffany, thank you. Right now. Yeah. Well, you know it's okay. It's all good. So our last question for you, Michael, is how can people find you and your work? Oh, wonderful. So um, I uh, I actually just put up a website not too long ago, a couple months ago. It's called dramatherapyresearch.com. Um, and you can also find me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook under Drama Therapy Research. Um, I'm starting to sort of build my online presence uh, I'm not perfect at it, so I do apologize if it's if it's less than stellar. But uh, yeah, drama therapy research is uh, my my um, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook handles, and then www.dramatherapyresearch.com. All right, I'm telling you guys, he's your your posts are great. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, that was uh, having that, and and he, guess what? He does respond. So when you guys yes, know, I do. Yes, yes. It's me, and I'm 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 connected to my phone like that. I'm at my computer all day as a as a piece. <laughs> so, yeah. Wait, one more bonus question. Okay, what is your favorite? play, musical, whatever. I've always wanted to know this because we've okay. talked about so many pieces of art um, just in our friendship, but I just always want to know what is like your play? Like your, if you're going to quote you something know? or belt out a random song, it's from oh, your show. There's so many. Like, it's a tie right now. Right okay. now, I am... So, uh, slightly obsessed with the soundtrack to The Color Purple. The, <laughs> you told Papo to be me. I'm just saying, okay. <laughs> oh, listen. Yeah, push the, if you push have not the heard Cynthia, the There's Revo. my song in their play. Oh, man. Yeah, Cynthia Revo and Jennifer, Jennifer, oh, I, Jennifer Hudson. Mm -hmm. and, oh, that's I saw that. Fantasia when she was, when they were touring here in Dallas. Oh. Yeah, when I was when we were at Columbia, Tiffany, I went to see it in New York and I went by myself. Oh, yeah, I remember and then, that. Yeah. And then when my mom came to visit me, I was like, okay, mom, we gotta go see this. You know, I took my mom to go see it. Yeah, I'm obsessed with that show. Um, <laughs> that's, a great, that's, a, that's a great one. Oh yeah, the second one is, uh, it's closing soon on Broadway, but it's called Once on this Island. Oh my God, uh, I would want to see that with, um, what's oh, his name? Oh, he, was Alex Newell. he was on Glee, and he's like the one of the lead characters. And yeah, Alex, Alex Newell, yeah. Oh, his voice is amazing, oh my God. Yeah, and yes. you know when I moved from New York, I'm sorry, y'all, but I'm just my friend. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what? No, Hamilton, Hamilton opened the week after I left, and I had been waiting all summer, and I'm still mad about it. You'll be here now. It's okay. Hamilton's coming to Dallas. It's not going to be the same. You know, the <laughs> it's going to be here in Dallas. So, okay, so thank you for the bonus question. I appreciate it. No problem. All right, yeah. so thank you guys for listening to the Help Show, and stay tuned. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at thehelpshow.org. And remember to subscribe to the podcast. Please leave comments. We want to know, what do you think? 